Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. I'm sorry, it still hasn't changed. Uh, Nobody else has taken over this podcast yet, but my next guest could, and for very good reason. And I'm just going to give you a a little heads up. We've been trying to make this uh, podcast episode happen for a long time, and in the end, we taped it about six months earlier than it's airing, but there's a really good reason why. So Natalie Sasan is, she's from New Zealand. Now you're going to know when she starts talking. She's an entrepreneur. She's a three times best-selling author, speaker, and host of the Untapped podcast. And she's also a handstand lover, but right now I bet you that's not on her agenda. And uh, that's uh, because she is just days away from delivering her first child. So we are so lucky to be able to have her, but let's give me, let me give her a little bit of her background. After ditching a successful corporate career, you know, as many of us did and co-founding a tech company, which not many of us have, Natalie decided to monetize her humble six month old blog called the suitcase entrepreneur. But when she did that, she turned it into a multiple six-figure online education platform way back in 2010 when most of us were going, what? We want to monetize our what? (laughs) In her efforts to continually innovate, she is the OG of digital nomads and has turned content and knowledge into eight different revenue streams, including digital products, courses, workshops, international retreats, and coaching, as well as more things. And these days, she's passionate about helping women, especially especially tap into their potential, shock their potential, and get paid to be them so that they make an income and an impact simply by being them. But here's her real goal. Her mission is to help 1,000 women earn 10,000 or more per month and contribute at least 1% of their revenue to causes they care about that help lift girls and women up to create a ripple effect in each other's lives. So it's all about giving back. But let me make sure that I hit a couple of the things. So she also is, uh, gosh, she's everywhere. She's, oh gosh, in 2017, she was Huffington Post's 50 most must-follow women entrepreneurs. She's also, get this, she is the author of Suck It Up Princess, Real Life Strategies to Be the Heroine You Already Are and Have the Money, Success, and Life You Deserve. And I know she launched that recently because I watched all the things about it. I could go on and on about her bio today, but let's just bring her in. Natalie, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. I love the way you read that out and added all your own little insights. It was actually really beautiful to hear. So thank you for making it more entertaining for me. You're welcome. I love, I could, I could have written, written, uh, read everything that you had written in your bio because I love it. I think it's, it's just so fun to think about, you know, when we boil down all the things that we've accomplished, any of us, it's, it's important that we, you know, people are uncomfortable sometimes bragging, but I think it's important that we, that we raise ourselves up and say, Hey, these things that I've accomplished are important. 
and I want to yeah. feel good about them. So let's, let's kind of spread them around. So I think it's fantastic. So obviously I hit some of the highlights, but tell us more in your own words about you and your business, your company, and how you help your clients to shock their potential. Yeah, I love that. I do. Well, do I make them shy? And maybe I need to make them shock their potential rather than just <laughs> tap into it. It's far more compelling. Um, yeah, as you read out, my business has morphed quite a bit um, over the years. And that's something I really love about being an entrepreneur is looking for those opportunities for your own personal and professional growth. So the suitcase mm-hmm. entrepreneur was a love affair for six and a half, seven years Um, maybe a little bit more actually, whilst traveling the world, living out of a suitcase, showing people how to build an online business from anywhere in the world, preferably quit their job. Um, And then I remember when I got back to New Zealand in in 2017, it just felt really disingenuous to be the suitcase entrepreneur, despite it had taken on its own identity and people would even call me that versus Natalie. Um, (laughs) And I had to go through a real, I'm saying this because I had to go through a real identity shift when I got home to my country where I hadn't lived for over a decade Um, where I went from living out of a suitcase into a beautiful big lifestyle property uh, with land and a dog and a beautiful partner. Um, And I also stopped working. I took a three-month sabbatical because I thought that would be smart. So I literally Mm. turned my life upside down in a 180-degree flip, which I wouldn't advise anybody because it was too much change at once. (laughs) Um, And then it really forced me to be introspective and, and what you said at the very beginning, come back to what has successful or what I am proud of or what I do want to celebrate and what did I want to throw away or what did I no longer want to do or how did I want to grow Um, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't easy because I think it took probably 18 months before that became clear to me and I just want to be really honest with your listeners I think it's good to go on those journeys but you have to dig deep Um, and so much of it was tied up in this identity of this business that I'd started from a blog and all those and it had been a trip and amazing and now it felt like something new was bubbling but not throwing everything away so my business today is still similar but it's under my own brand name of nataliesisson.com and it really has switched to helping women not that I don't love men but I just really <laughs> see that when women help women and actually women help anybody they they do create that ripple effect they do create an economic powerhouse move actually that benefits everybody and I realized that most of my clients my listeners my book readers um they were women and I just really wanted to make it more about them and it also became clear to me that my sort of superpower if we're coming back to that is about seeing potential in others and showing them how to get paid to do the work that they love by being themselves which I think is entirely possible but so many people overlook it Hence my focus on getting paid to be you, monetizing you, tapping into your potential. And so the business is pretty much that these days. It's still education, but with just a far more specific aspect of helping women entrepreneurs, um, freelancers, side hustlers, and those women wanting to move into business to do that with more ease, grace, and flow. I love it. Well, and a couple uh, things, and I just want to make note, because I was telling you right before I, I um, uh, we started talking that um, I was listening to your podcast that just came out that people can go, we'll have a link to it, um, this one specifically, although to your whole podcast, but about baby proofing, you know, getting your, your business baby proofed in essence for you, because you're going to take maternity leave for several years or several years, several months, <laughs> maybe oh for gosh, several years. something there, yeah. <laughs> Maybe so. It could be so successful. You just take off, yeah. take it off. 
but for several months. And I love how you mentioned in that, look, you know, this isn't just if you have a baby, this is if you want to take a longer vacation or you need to take a break that's longer, you know, how do you set your business up for success? And as I know that, you know, because you are talking about how do you make a business really be able to run so you can also have the quality of life that you want, I think that's a really nice um, kind of circle back to what you said. You know, I got back, I'd lived out of a suitcase for 10 years. Um, that that didn't suit me. Not all of it suited me anymore. So I had to make decisions. And we can sometimes, especially as entrepreneurs, get so tied up in what we think we have to keep doing to keep our businesses running that that you can hit a point where you're like, I'm not having fun anymore. And we mm-hmm. most of us got into this because we wanted to have the freedom, the flexibility, and the fun to be our own bosses. But you also have to watch for, you know, when you get exhausted by things that you keep doing that may not be serving you anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And I think freedom has always been one of my highest values and the way that I have built my business, sometimes very successfully at other times not. Um, But Mm. it's always been the ingrained kind of value that I come back to. So hence the reason why when I was recording that podcast, I was like, this applies to anybody. Like if you're taking a digital sabbatical or a holiday, how do you bake more freedom in? And just actually doing that almost a quarterly review of where am I too involved in this? What can I automate? How can I systemize this? Who can I bring on to help? Doing that regularly is just so freeing. Um, and a big, as you said, important part of keeping your creative creativity and your juices alive and your passion for what you do. Like I'm really fascinated to see how I feel post-maternity leave of whether I come back more engaged, more creative or with a different business idea, um, or just with a whole new outlook on things. And I'm really ready to embrace whatever that throws at me. Yeah. And it's interesting um, because I just got back from just a week, but a week, you know, uh, where we spend, typically my husband and Mm. I spend a week um, in July every year at his family lake place in Northern Minnesota. And we, you know, it's, we're there for family. We don't typically actually get an entire full week, but this time we did. And uh, his mother was like, what? Every morning, my husband and I would get up pretty much before everybody else. You've got a cup of coffee. And we would, and this is what we do on vacation most of the time. We work for one hour, one hour max. But before anybody's there, you know, it's clearing out the emails. It's handling anything that's urgent. People know that we'll be there for that period of time. And unless it's really incredibly urgent, they won't bother us the rest of the time. And it, his mother came by and said, oh, you guys are working. That's why aren't you working? And my husband said, we're doing this so we can stay longer. And it was, I was like, oh, that's right. Cause we have the flexibility to stay longer as long as we keep up on things. And, but I still felt like I got an incredible break from it. So it's, it's really important to figure out what can you automate? What do you do? What are your habits that, that keep things moving, but that you can still step away and recharge your batteries. A hundred percent. And I think it's more entrepreneurs need to actually do rather than pay lip service to like a proper break weekends off. I have a freedom Friday every single Friday, even though it's on a Friday morning, the rest of my day is completely off. Um, And I, I love that. It's something I really look forward to and something that really helps me to just have that long weekend and come back really refreshed, go on hikes or read or watch tennis, whatever it may be, but it's non work time. And it's really made a big difference. Yeah. I like that. I remember um, when I was 
looking there, you know, going through some of your materials in the last few months, because I have, but to your question, you uh, teased me about before in email is no, I haven't completed them all. But I was, I remember thinking about Freedom Friday. I'm like, how can I work that in? One thing that I did is that I I don't do any other um, meetings or I do like meetings with my team, but I don't do any podcasts or anything else on Mondays and Fridays because those are my work day. You know, that's where I, you know, get on top of everything. So it's, Mm. it's important that we have Actually. Yeah. 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 Definitely. We, we are in charge of our own boundaries and limitations and well, not limitations, but you know, like what, where we want to do the things that we want to do and where our yeah. energy is best suited to that. And I just think we all need to take charge of that more. It makes it so much more pleasant. It is. Well, yeah. so a couple other questions that I want to ask you about, you know, your business in particular is uh, the first one is, you know, when people come to you and they say, you know, Natalie, I think I want to work with you or be a part of your systems. You know, where are they typically in their businesses? Are they, you know, are they starting up? Are they like, I've been going and going and going, but I'm not getting as far as I want. Or are they people that are already, you know, rocking it out of the park, but they want to dial it up or a little bit of, of all of that? I love that you asked that because when I had the suitcase entrepreneur, it was primarily startup at the beginning of the journey. Um, I want my job, travel the world. This looks amazing. So a lot of newbies, a lot of beginners. And I loved that so much because they're so keen. They're so keen to learn and they just throw themselves into everything. Um, but it's also kind of exhausting if I, if I look back on it because you get the same questions all the time, the same problems, the same challenges. And until I started creating courses and digital products to speak to that and to be able to hundreds of thousands, it was all a lot of one-to-one or group coaching. So mm-hmm. I think I learned probably not as quickly as I could have, but how, when you're talking to a newer audience, how can you look for those patterns and really answer their questions in ways that allow them to get answers quickly, but without draining you of everything. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's why these days, my favorite audience and people who do come to me are action takers who are already further along in their business. They're at least usually six months to a year in, they've got an understanding of what they offer, who their ideal avatar is, um, you know, what some of their platforms are that they're on they have a sense of where their business is going they might have been in business for five or ten years but they're really stagnating or they just need that next level of growth and they realize it's a mindset or a business or a lifestyle issue mm-hmm. or challenge um, so these days I much prefer to work with people who are established who've been through some of that and there's just so many things you can do to tweak and help improve what they're doing and usually it's right there in front of them they just need to almost be given the permission to see it and grab it Um, and I really like that move because one they're usually more willing to invest they're more they've been you know stuck for a while and they're really just like now or never and they Mm -hmm. they take definitive action which is probably one of my favorite things in people that I meet. I love it when people are, you know, they really, they will learn, but they will also implement. Yeah, I agree. Well, then my second question is why the passion behind having these women donate 1% of their profits to a cause that, you know, that is also continuing the process of, of raising women and girls up? Yeah, beautiful question. Nobody's actually asked me that. So interesting, isn't it? And I just, in my 10K club, which is where we do this, is um, each month, at the beginning of it, we get them to submit confidentially what their goal was for what they wanted to earn that month, as well as what they actually made, but also what they donated. Um, 
And part and what I just did last week was I did a live with somebody from the Gift Trust, which is a beautiful organization here in New Zealand. It's a registered registered charity, but you can do your giving through them to various other charities. And it really gets you to think strategically about what is my giving plan? What is my long-term way of wanting to help and create mm. that ripple effect? And um, so I brought that lady on to speak to my group to really get clearer for them because to answer your question, I think when you give, you get so much back and you should never yes. give with the sake of what, what's the karma I'm going to get back on this. But I have seen in my own life when I give, and that could be time, that could be volunteering, mentoring or money, um, you receive so much back from it. Even if it's just that I made a difference today or I made an impact or uh, I was able to just transform somebody's life in a way that I hadn't thought about before or I was able to help somebody who's not in the same space who can't afford this. Um, and it, it just makes you, it, there's so many proven benefits to giving in terms of your own feel-good factor, how yes. it helps them, the long-term relationships, um, all the benefits. So I think it's important as a business owner if you're making income, even if you don't have much, to just be able to tithe some of that to another cause um, and keep that strategy up and really pick things that are important to you. It doesn't need to be a lot. It can be $25, but it's $20. I don't know why I picked 25 but, you know, like really small, <laughs> but it makes a difference. And if everybody yes. had more of that attitude of, you know, I needed this leg up when I started out, um, I think that we'd be in a much better place. So that's why I think it's a good part of it to just not be focusing on you and always your growth and profitability important but also how about others that I can bring up with me on the way yeah absolutely uh, one of the uh, meditations that I listened to um, it's a hypnosis med meditation by a gentleman named Glenn Harold and when you do he has a ton of them but one of them is kind of law of attraction but as mm -hmm. he has you focus on what you're trying to attract he's like he always reminds you make it for the greatest good of all mm. involved. And I think it's just such a great, beautiful way to keep it out of just you. So if you you know, want to make a million dollars, okay, that's great. Make a million dollars. But who else is going to benefit from that? How are you going to change the world or whose life are you going to help? And uh, the more we keep that in focus, not only the better we feel, but, but the more motivated we are to make it happen as well. Yeah. Beautifully put. I love it. Well, we're going to yeah. take a quick break, Natalie, and we're going to hear from our sponsor and we will be right back. Have you ever considered hiring a virtual assistant, but didn't know where to start? Let Kukua Biz help. Kukua Biz matches talented professionals from Kenya with small businesses around the globe. Affordable weekly rates allow you to have a dedicated full-time staff member to help you with anything from administrative tasks, social media management, public relations, and more. Go to kukuabiz.com today for more information or email info at kukuabiz.com. Kukuabiz, that's K-U-K-U-A-B-I-Z.com. And we are back with Natalie Sasan, and we are talking about all things entrepreneurial journey, especially those women that are part of your 10K club. Talk about that just a little bit. So, you know, with your with your 10K club, you like to be called the queen bee of this, I know. So talk a little bit about that and tell me, tell us a little bit about, you know, what you've learned through your entrepreneurial journey that you want to make sure that you're bringing out of these women in this group. Yeah, first off, I think I got nicknamed 
Queen Bee because they named themselves Queens, which I just love. I love when a community comes together and goes, you know, we're Queens here. We're striving for better things. We've got the ability to be responsible and make great decisions. And it's not about royalty or anything like that. It's about mm-hmm. real sovereignty of yourself and your decisions and your life. Um, and interestingly, the 10K Club came about during COVID. I was, I was, when we were talking about how your business shifted and transformed so much last year, mm-hmm. um, I remember just having complete clarity during COVID and being in lockdown and feeling very fortunate to be already working from home remotely and nothing really changed for us my partner and I apart from we for quite a while Um, and it was when I stuck my head down and really got clear on what is it that I know I can bring and help people with and that's when the 10k club came about and it was very much like this is a goal for so many women is this five figure you know often people want to have Mm -hmm. the six figure business or five figure month seems like a very important thing for a lot of people a milestone and once you go past that of course sky's the limit but I thought that's something I know I can help people with is monetize and extend their revenue streams in order to make more money and away with more ease and grace and flow Um, and I just distilled down all my like 10 years of business experience into the things that had allowed me to succeed and what those pillars were so it kind of came down to three pillars and that's what the whole club is built on Um, and it's as much about community and the women helping each other as it is about coaching or moaching as I like to call it which is mentoring (laughs) and coaching with me and accountability and it's just the most special thing I've I feel I've ever created because of the women in it which is amazing so I uh, don't know if I answered your question correctly but I think it came about because that is that place where a lot of people get stuck and I know there's people teaching you how to make seven figures and all more but mm-hmm. that's not my you know I know where my limits are or that's not my expertise what I really want to help is people see what's potential and then from there they can leapfrog into whatever they need um, right so yeah that's where it came from well, and I think ultimately, you know, you can't get to the seven figures until you've gotten to the six figures. So it's, I think it's really important. I mean, you look at your own entrepreneurial journey, like you said, of the suitcase entrepreneur and you start out, you know, helping people who are starting out or they're, you know, they're moving their side hustle to their full-time gig or they're they're making that transition. So the beginning stage, it's a really interesting element for you to, um, to go to this next level where you're helping people who are already doing something. They've been in it for a while. They've had some success, but to move to that consistency of, you know, 10K a month is that's a huge milestone for a lot of them. Yeah. And some may say, hey, I want to take it further. And others may say, this is exactly what I want. And now I've got it dialed in the way I want it. But regardless, until you get to that point, and you have that consistency. It, it's, um, it's something that takes a whole nother level of, of uh, actions and processes and automation like you t- I know that you talk about often. Yeah. And I'm so glad you brought up that point about consistency because actually, sorry, that's the fundamental part of the club is not just every so often hitting it or getting close because there are women in there who were earning well past that, but it's the consistent part and definitely moving those women from a space of always being in a service provider mode into an actual, how do I do this leveraging digital products, courses and online group coaching so really memberships and other things that are less of your time involved but much more impact so it is a bit of a mindset shift for some of them who have always been sort of trading time for money and looking at the way in which you can leverage online business to do that yeah I love it and I think that that's uh that's what we all have to remember as entrepreneurs is is that the key is not to just have those moments but to find the consistency because that's how you grow to the point where you either grow farther or you say I'm happy here or you grow your business to the point where there can be components of it that somebody else might want to buy later and the consistency exactly. makes it much more 
um, uh, you know, attractive, depending on your type of business, to somebody else who may want to purchase that and carry on so you can get on that sailboat and go travel around the world and start something new. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I only just had that revelation the other day, would you believe, interviewing somebody on my podcast about built to sell and, mm-hmm. and building a, a business that you can sell from the get-go, which not enough people think about. Um, and always with things being under my own brand name, I was like, it's going to be a little bit difficult. But with the 10K Club, I suddenly saw this bigger picture on going on maternity leave of hiring and resident coaches for the first time in my life to replace me, of having a team run all of this while I'm away. And actually then I was like, if this became a big enough thing, or if this became, you know, profitable enough that somebody was interested, it doesn't have to be about me. It's about the Queens in it, you know, like it can take on a life of its own. Um, And not that I'm going to do that, but it was just interesting to think, oh, this is actually an asset that could be sellable. So, yeah, that's, that's actually something that a good friend of mine reminded me about two years into my business because she had had a business that was, when she started it, she built it to sell. Now, it was not in this arena, so it was an actual, it was a medically-based um, uh, business, but she said, I know I'm going to build this to sell it. And so she said, you know, with what you're doing, you need to start asking yourself, is there any component of your business that you could sell? Now, this was a couple of years before the pandemic, you know, totally uh, destroyed all my speaking gigs for a year. But I knew then, well, what am I building that's besides just me? What if I break my leg? What if I want to go, mm-hmm. you know, sail around the world? You know, what do I build that's beyond me? So I, especially last year when I was then forced to rethink what my business looked like, I really went into it saying, all right, what components as we're rebuilding this are things that eventually somebody may want to purchase? Not saying that I will, but what if they did? So how do I build it so it's something that's marketable and attractive and you've got data behind it and you can talk about your lists? Because we know um, in this kind of industry, what's most important is you know how many people that are truly actively engaged with you that are buying your products or that are you know clicking through. That data and you know that good data is, is your marketable asset. And so if you're building your business to have those um, be critical pillars, then you may then you can consider that as an option at some point in time. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you may never take that, but it's really, really right. good to think about um, building a business that can be run without you. It's mm-hmm. smart anyway. It's a smart move. Well, and one other person that I was interviewing for my podcast, too, reminded me, which I thought was really interesting, is, you know, are you doing the business, you know, kind of lifestyle business, so something that makes you happy and you enjoy it? Or are you doing something for legacy, not because you need your name out there, but, you know, would you like to have something still earned for you if you were gone tomorrow for your kids, mm-hmm. you know, your grandkids, your, your um, uh, you know, the, the things that you, um, um, that you support, your causes that you support? And I thought that's a really important question because if it's just all gone because I'm gone, then I'm not building anything for the next generation. And how do you build something for the next generation or for your causes that really can be sustainable? Yeah, I love that. Very yeah. much so. So now that's another reason for all your uh, your queens to be able to continue <laughs> to uh, tithe their way because they're going to they're gonna continue to build sources that will keep those things afloat. Well, Natalie, Absolutely. we're going to have all of your contact information on our show notes, but just in case somebody wants to look you up right now because they say, hey, I think her programs are exactly what I need to take my journey to the next level, what's the best way for them to find you? Yeah, I would love for them to come say hi at nataliesisson.com. Um, it's where everything's at. I'm pretty much Natalie Sisson all over the interweb, which was great. Nobody took my identity yet. Um, <laughs> although I did go to school with another Natalie Sisson for a year, which really blew my mind. Talk about identity wow. shift. I was like, really? 
Um, so yeah, uh, nataliesisson.com is great. And I'm also pretty active on Instagram at nataliesisson if people just want to slide into the DMs or say where they heard us chatting and what they got out of it would be great. Very good. Yeah, I tried to get michaelsherlock.com, but uh, the person who has it uh, is um, a, an atheist uh, author. So, uh, and it's a man oh, no. who's in Australia. So oh, <laughs> one day I'll no, jump over there and try and find him. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't know that I, people kept, when I, before I ranked up at the top of Google searches, people would try and search me and they go, I didn't know you wrote about atheism. And I said, <laughs> I don't. And by the way, that's a man. So <laughs> there you that's go. so funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> One day nice. I'll get back. Yeah. Well, Natalie, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of, of, of advice, if I could even speak for my listeners and viewers? Yeah, I will just say that I will leave them with my favorite quote, which is obviously not mine, which is do or do not. There is no try from Yoda um, because it's something I live and breathe by. I'm such a, a doer, but I really love it when people are just like, I'm going all in. or I'm going to take action on this versus I'll try and I'll try and get to that. It just it breaks my heart when I hear the word try because it usually is not intentional and there's nothing behind it that's going to make a difference to the change or impact that you want to have. So I love a little bit wisdom yeah so if you're not going to be able to do it just say i am not going to get to that <laughs> yeah or it's not a priority or i don't care about it at least at least say the truth to yourself and to others i think that's great say the truth to yourself that's important natalie it has been an absolute pleasure being able to talk to you learn more about you and uh, many blessings on your new family member that is yet to come thank you so much it's been a pleasure Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.